I just hope this isn't all too good to be true. And we're back with another episode, uh, another Barry Boy, a comedian, uh, Scott Dangerwalker, everybody. Say hi to the lovely audience. I didn't realize I was when I picked that middle name on Facebook it was going to stick. Yeah, it's, well, clearly you picked your middle name. Well, no, it was only because my middle name is so fucking stupid. It's right. easier to be like, Danger's my middle name. Dan- Danger, yeah. And, then, and then it becomes a funny joke on The Office, and then people are like, oh, I love Dwight. Why is your name fucking Danger on Facebook? Yeah, but it's not actually Danger is your middle name. Oh, fuck no. No, your parents would never do that to you. Oh, God. Well, that would No, that'd be something I'd do to my kid. Right. Uh, we were talking about some interesting... We were talking about uh, you failing um, some classes... Right? I failed the first grade when I first came to Canada. I didn't know how to speak English, so I had to well, get yeah, back. Well, yeah, because you're Ukrainian. It would be fucking impossible for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So they like, no, you're, we're going to keep you back. You're an idiot. Uh, now that, I'm old, a year older than everyone that I'm supposed to be. But, I mean, that, that's that's hard enough on kids that are like, if they start out in Quebec and they fucking come to Ontario or, or vice versa. Oh, yeah? Like that fucking... Oh, I guess now I get why people in Quebec hate the rest of Canada. Because they keep holding back their kids. It's easier. They're like, it's easier just to pick somebody to hate. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, like high school. Well, no, that's the thing. Is like grade school. I it was there was. I mean, grade school is pretty much. Yeah. They pass you anyway, kind of thing. Yeah, but like, well, I mean, so like I, you. I moved from Oakville to Barrie, in from seventh grade to eighth grade. Right. And like, no offense to Barrie, but like the Greater Toronto area, places like Oakville, where like the 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 mean house. Like, let's put it this way. My parents sold. Uh, what is it? Four bedroom house, mm-hmm. two bath with a pool in the backyard, yeah. like a standard. Would somebody yeah. consider a standard yeah. house in a suburb? Yeah. And bought a like six bedroom, one and a half acre pool barn house in Barrie because property values in, in see my my Oakville parents crazy. went backwards. Uh, they had that situation what you had originally, and they bought a completely empty lot in Orangeville, hoping to build a house, and then got fucked after ten years. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so they actually went, like, so backwards. That's, so that's where you started, is Orangeville? Uh, what, doing comedy? No, like, where your parents... Oh, the, well, no, they they tried to build a lot. I was barely ever there. Um, I, I moved to, with my parents, to uh, Alliston for two years while they were trying to build um, the, the lot up, uh, like, originally, the first, like, two years. And uh, they were, like, struggling with the city. The city didn't want it. The uh, c- conservation th- authority didn't do it. They were super stubborn. They didn't understand the process. And uh, after 10 years of legal battles, they lost. And now they owe the uh, government, like, a million dollars. And uh, they have to, like, go into back- bankruptcy and shit. Oh, your poor parents. If only they could have, like, faked a better English accent. They might have just been like, hey, man, go right Well, ahead. yeah, that's, that's what they're saying. They're like, oh, they're discriminating us because they're immigrants. But they're discriminating against them because they didn't don't know how to properly file shit. And they're, like, stubborn. Mm-hmm. Shit. It might have just been off. Oh, only they had like hired somebody that like. That's the thing. Like, if I ever had enough money that I could like mismanage money. Yeah. <laughs> Me, it, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Right now, it's just a pile of. Yeah. No, they couldn't do bed. that. For sure. But like, no, like if I ever had money, I'd have to be like somebody's got to be in charge of this, and somebody needs to be like, hold, like giving me an envelope of money every day, being like, yeah. this many, Scott. Yeah. Come back tomorrow. Well, essentially, that's the what they rest. were doing, giving people envelopes of fucking money, like uh, other engineers and the conservation authority trying to get the sort sorted out studies on the land and shit. And uh, none of it ended up helping. You know, lawyer fees and shit, none of it ended up helping. Now they're completely fucked. Uh, yeah, so uh, this episode has started out more depressing than usual. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's where I was supposed to get it funny. So, like, me failing in school. So, yeah. like, in, in Oakville, I found school was, ch- like, the, it was very engaging. Like, t- teachers really gave a shit in Oakville. Yeah. Like, I had a fun time. Um, 
and then I come to Barry, and it's just like like I remember I was reading a book in class, and a teacher took it away, and it was like books don't belong in class. <laughs> <laughs> like, Garrett, granted, I was reading a series of unfortunate yeah. events in the middle yeah. of French class, yeah. and I was like, Baudelaire, like, it's their French, come on. Yeah. Um, but she didn't want to hear it. But, like, I just didn't give a fuck when I got to Barry because it was clear that pe people around me didn't give a fuck. And, no. and then also, like, Noah, and this is funny, like, because most people would agree that, like, racism isn't ingrained. You're kind of hear older people say words growing up. And, like, right. I grew up in Oakville next to kids named Zarak from Saudi Arabia, Sukhvir from Pakistan, mm -hmm. Tante from South Africa. Like, kids so black that if you told me that, like, a kid is black, yeah. I'd believe you. Yeah. Like, I'm not correcting him in, like, brown, like, black, like, kids I, that are super... I think that's surprising for most people because they think Barry's a small town, like, uh, any rural town, but it's, like, it's kind of like uh, Sudbury and it's, like, the only major... It's like city, small city, and like a huge region around it, right? So you get this concentration of like all kinds of people because it's like the only major city in the entire region surrounding it. You know what I'm saying? But like, so like, so like, so I grew they up. Won't ex they wouldn't expect people like Zorak and fucking Alabaster or whatever his fucking name was. Well, it was <laughs> no, like, so like, I grew up like with so like, if you had to say like the percentage of kids that were like white, so like, it was probably forty-five to fifty percent white, mm -hmm. the rest being ethnicities yeah and so and then i come to barry and it's just stark across the board like a reflection like i can tan on there's right. so many white kids one black kid at my high school mm -hmm. named simba that's crazy and he had the fucking he had heard it all and he would not want to hear any like we were doing the flexed arm hang in yeah. ninth grade yeah and people are just like making the jokes like hold on brother and yeah. yelling mufasa and shit yeah. and yeah. he just that's funny. Did I he even understand it. the references? Oh yeah, I heard the references. Oh, okay. He at that point in time, he you was think like he ever sat 14. down like by himself? He's like, all the kids are making fun of me because of this movie. I gotta go watch it now. No, he had no. It's in the sense of like like anybody who had heard a joke too many times. Yeah. At the, a certain point, they're gonna give you a look right. that's like, oh fuck, don't make that joke anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point, I've heard people say, Scott, I am your father. If you say my name fast enough, it sounds like Skywalker. Yeah. So like I'd I've heard all the Skywalker jokes. I've heard all the Scotty Pippen jokes. Fun fact, I am not the six foot three, uh, second best, you know, scoring bull in the history of the Chicago Bulls. I'm also not Scotty Too Hotty, who was Thin Guy Fieri before yeah. he let himself go. So what you're saying is that everyone in Barry are master comedians and humorists, right? No, I'd heard all that shit before I even got to Barry. Right, right, okay. Uh, I was actually curious about, um, your experiences with, uh, comedy in Barry, like uh obviously mark trinidad big name you've met him a bunch right he's like internationally famous almost right you'd say he does like shows in the caribbean and shit right yeah yeah so um uh, all that shit with russell peters and him going down right <laughs> that's uh, and that was that's funny when somebody goes like you ran a show at uh, uh green sprouts here in Barry that closed down right yeah that sucked. Yeah. But, like, what you were saying before, like, it's funny when somebody that you know... Like, you know what I mean? Like, when uh, this the song Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen is about, like, people just, like, reminiscing about the good times. Right. When Whenever somebody goes, like, oh, you know, I had a great idea once, and then I, it, it, somebody else had yeah. the same idea, and they made a million dollars with it. When a comedian goes, yeah, a really famous comedian stole my joke. Mm -hmm. At first you go, ha yeah, okay, parallel yeah. thinking, whatever. And yeah. then when somebody yeah. actually, like, makes a YouTube video... And it's timestamped like 2002, and it's Mark Trinidad, and it's on. He's on BET, and he's wearing. I don't know if you've seen it. He's wearing the slick. He's like in all black leather, like what Chris Rock would be wearing right. 
kill the messenger kind of thing. And he's doing a bit, the exact same... I'm not going to say the exact same bit because it's Mark's bit, mm-hmm. but what Mark Russell Peters would turn into the somebody going to get a hurt real bad bit. Do you know a bit? You've watched Russell Peters then, right? And your problem, your memory is maybe a little bit better than mine. Do does he have a bit something like uh, oh uh, about like the Pakistani names like uh, Mandeep, right? And he's like uh, saying suck suck deep and like getting like. Um, uh, I couldn't tell you on that, honestly. Like playing on the names, almost like puns. On the, anyways, point is, I know a comedian that like rips off that joke entirely oh, yeah? from Russell Peters. Yeah, so it's just like I don't know if it's parallel thinking or what, but like I don't know. People are cuds. They they steal jokes all the time. They don't even know. I remember once I uh, you know Danger Room in the city, of course. You, yeah, you must with a name like Scott Danger Walker. Oh yeah, you probably encountered. It. And uh, anyways, I, I I did that show. <laughs> Um, Dan Gary went, uh, went on and did some, uh, new bit about shitting your pants is like orgasming or something. And I remember the, like the next oh, day. Oh, I actually two, like that premise cause it's true. It's oh, something like you're like, it's some or you orgasms you try to hold right, back. Yeah, no, and I, I once do. it happens, you're like, it feels so great. Absolutely. So, so like a day or it's two a later, day. I'm walking down the street and like that bit, like more or less in, the, in its entirety. I don't even, I forget what the bit is. Right. But it was essentially that. Right. And then I, I'm like. Like, wow, this is really funny, but, like, where did I get this from? So I put it on Facebook, right? A lot of times, whenever I'm unsure about a joke, whether it's funny or whether it's taken or not, right? I put it on my wall to that's see if there's a reaction, right? And then so he posted on there, like, hey, that's my bit. I'm like, oh, shit. So I locked that thing, and I messaged him, like, what's up, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, this is, this is how it goes. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, I probably saw it in danger two days ago or whatever. And uh, so I deleted it, right? But, like, that's the thing. Like, you never know when something creeps into your mind, and then it comes back later, and you're like, oh, is this mine or not? You know what I mean? And then... You know, that's where the problem is. You just got to be honest about it. You got to be like, oh, you you fucking caught me. You got me. And that's, you got me. And that's funny because that, yeah. uh, like, if six months ago, if you had been talking about this, I'd been like, that never happens to me. That blah, 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 blah. But yeah. sometimes with me, a bit, like, my my thinking is, like, is, is really, it's not anything impressive. It's really, like, yeah. ABC thinking. Yeah. And I had a idea for a bit... And I have never done it live, and it's still because I'm. I'm. St- I asked Peter Smith, who ran the Fox Lounge show, right. uh, Laffy Taffy, uh-huh. um, if this was somebody else's bit. I'm still convinced it's somebody else's, because mm. the problem was, I I can think of a bit sometimes that's like three good parts, but this bit has like five. Yeah. And just I'll I'll tell it now because I don't care and yeah, I don't think ahead. it. And, and I would love if somebody message and was like that so and so's fuck you in the face how dare you yeah um and it was um the idea of like a lot of comedy starts out with like this is what i look like Mm -hmm. i wanted to make a joke with like i look like the kid that just took duck duck goose like way too fucking seriously like that was the first thing that anybody knew about anybody is like don't fucking don't hit scott on the head he just fucking don't touch that fucking uh bowl cut Mm because he'll fucking take off and i had all these tags of like i had a bowl cut growing up so like i had a joke of like bowl cut flying through the wind and I want to have a joke where the main reason why nobody picks me for Duck Duck Goose is because a lot of kids had fl- light up flash shoes mm-hmm. growing up, and I never had them. It was mm-hmm. one of those things of Scott, they're they're a waste of money. Da da da. You're not getting the light up shoes, so I never had them. So it's like two things. I Already, want. there's too much fat. This is probably your own. No, no. So the joke is, sorry, I played Duck Duck Goose against <laughs> a kid right. who's epileptic, and you know how sometimes kids oh, take shit. off the wrong direction when they play yeah. Duck Duck Goose? You gotta go in opposite directions, and sometimes the kid goes the wrong direction right. with you, and then has to double back. The joke is, is I took off so quickly, he was behind me, I had the light-up shoes. Scott's so good at right. Duck Duck Goose, he gave a kid a fucking seizure. Ooh. And then I want one of the tags to that be... That does sound familiar. I don't, know about, I don't know about Duck Duck Go, but the idea of light up shoes 
setting off a, an epileptic. I may have heard that, but okay. I just, you might just be fucking with my head and, so and, much. And, and then I just, it was because I thought of the tag. Right. And the tag is something very adult that I heard somebody say, um, they were, uh, somebody wasn't getting booked on shows and somebody says, man, they're fucking ducking me for shows. So I had a joke. I wanted to be like, since first grade, man, they've been ducking me their whole lives because duck, duck, goose. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a bit that I probably thought up in my head in like under five minutes and was yeah. like, that does, comedy doesn't happen that easy. Yeah. It can't be mine. And I'm still reticent to tell it because I, and I asked Pete because I, I swear to God I saw it in the Fox Lounge. Yeah. So it must have been, I assume, somebody featuring or headlining from Toronto. Yeah. The, the whole epilepsy and the light-up shoes may be a bit from someone somewhere else, but uh, everything else, I think, is definitely your own. Um, I'm like, I'm a 90s kid, so anybody... Do you want to pitch in? I already have a little bit in here. Oh, yeah, totally. If you already have some grind up. Dimitri whatever. is uh, motioning to a well-known uh, recreational drug. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to get you a little bit loose and, and fucked up uh, before we start talking I wanna about... I want to make the, something clear. This is not medicinal marijuana. There are no medicinal benefits from the marijuana I'm here about today. Oh, yeah? What, do you, what does that mean? Uh, we're only going to be enjoying it because we want to enjoy it, not because we have problems. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's already, it's already grinded up? Yeah, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, just pitch in whenever. I'll make a little salad and put it in. I was going to say. Uh, um, but yeah, what I want to talk about next is obviously, I'm sure you're prepared, uh, Rob Cornelis. You say Cornelis, and I thought it was Cornelis. Cornelis. And now I just feel bad because I feel like... Cor I was like Cornelius, you know? Cor well, Cornelius. but there's Cornelius. no U. So it yes. can't, and I'm, I don't know about you. No, but you. I'm used to Cornelius, right? No, I know, but it's, and he says Cornelius, so yeah. I don't, and there's no U in it, right? Yeah. So I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. Yeah. That's Um, And it sucks because he, his last name is Rob Van Barnfeld, I believe. Yeah. And he doesn't go by that, but when he started comedy, he started as Robbie V. Oh, and really? I don't know why the fuck he changed it. That's it's, so funny. It, it comes off right. He could you be, know the secret history be, of Rob. No, Peter. but he could be Robbie Five. He could be Rob Five. He so, could be so Rob tell me, he, he be, like we we went over this a little bit. He wants to be friends with you. He's he's uh you know he's uh, a, a little bit uh, ashamed of the way he's acting, and he wants to improve. And he rec he recognizes like that you are owed uh, some kind of apology for something at least. Uh, I don't know how much you want me to talk about, but like. You guys were best buddies, and you started out doing comedy together, pretty much. Um, why aren't you guys talking anymore? Well, well, and that, but that's the thing. I didn't start out when Rob started out. Dude, um, did, haven't you heard? He did a fucking album recording. He's on the way up. Why would you want to burn bridges with a guy like that? I, but that's the thing. I didn't burn bridges I'm with a guy like I'm that. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Well, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing, because and yeah. uh, I hope that when Rob listens to this, he doesn't get like upset because no, he won't. And, and I don't want him to get upset because and I'm and I'm and I'm only giving like my objective opinion about yeah. what happened because yeah. at this point, it's been long enough that I'm not upset about it. I yeah. don't really care. Yeah, I don't think you were. Um. When we talked, I don't think you were. You're just, like, looking out for your own interests. You're, you're like, sick of it. And well, no, no, no. It's not that I'm... It's it's just, like... Uh, okay, so, like, when Rob started out in comedy, if you mm -hmm. if you asked me in... Okay, so I start, I'm about... I started in May. So my, I know my anniversary of comedy is in May. So I've been at it for, like, three years. Rob started about a year after I did. <coughs> so... I gotta spit out my gum. I heard something about if you smoke weed with gum in your mouth, like that is like the fast track to oral cancer. No, I don't have to spit gum in your mouth. I was gonna fuck. You're not, you're not the you're not the gym teacher. I'm not yeah. about to spit in your mouth because I don't have the rest. I don't have enough for the rest of the class. Which I do. It's bubble mint. I have enough. Fucking snorted into one of my nostrils. Mmm, gum. Um. So, you are. Uh, no. So wait. Sorry. I was just smoking weed. That's what. Yes. Was yes. Uh. But. 
you were saying that you knew him for a while, right? And um... no, sorry. So if you had asked me who, the, who like <laughs> the nicest, like most earnest, yes, like teddy bear <coughs> guy was, <coughs> uh, I would have said Rob. Uh, Rob was a great guy. I'm not going to say was. He is a great guy. Um, and uh, he was really fun because I never. There are certain. Uh, I've been watching comedy since. I want to say seven or eight years old. I don't know what it is. Like, some people have to go, oh, I had to, like, I never thought I'd do stand-up comedy. I always knew I was going to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. I you, There are baby pictures where I'm making faces that, like, a baby shouldn't be making that face. Mm -hmm. So I always knew I was going to do stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. um, I love Rob because I don't know what he's ever going to say on stage. I yeah. don't know what he's he, ever going to say. He doesn't know there's, either, though. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there's there's certain times where even a seasoned comedian, I'm like, I have a feeling where he's going to go. He used a certain word here that is a, a certain turn of phrase. He's going to re remap that or rebrand that face. It's going to come back. Like a like, callback or whatever, right? Yeah, like... You'll call back to it, yeah. Like, like that fucking Dave Chappelle joke where he's like, I'm so good at jokes, I fucking pull out punch lines from a bowl uh kick her right in the pussy as soon as he talks about being upset with the mom i'm like he's gonna drop the pussy line no i'm not stupid just because he said it four minutes ago doesn't mean yeah. i'm gonna forget it yeah. and then he says it so and he's like damn i'm good and he's good but like yeah. i'm not that stupid that i'm not gonna forget that you said that you like to be good at comedy and pull punchlines out of nowhere yeah um i so i love rob for that and rob has hilarious jokes my favorite rob joke that i haven't even heard in the past year and a half, he he did it like maybe a handful of times. Never did it again. He goes, uh, uh, yeah, that's the problem with that kind of attitude. And I can't and I can't replicate this kind of behavior because uh -huh. I, I write jokes backwards almost. I find the funny part and I work my way backwards, and I couldn't work my way backwards. Yeah, I sort of do the same thing for sure. So Rob has a joke where he goes, uh, "There's a place in Barry called Float Tank Barry. Uh -huh. I really want to get in one of those float tanks." He goes, "So I, my birthday's coming up, and I called them, and I'm like." My birthday, it's my birthday coming up. How much would it be to jump in a float tank? And mm -hmm. because he drops the word birthday, they ask him, oh, it's your birthday. Are you bringing a party? And he's like, oh, definitely. And then the punchline is, and then when I show up, it's just me in a thong with a bag of apples. Right. <laughs> and it's just the stupid, because like, that's, to, to Rob, that's his idea of a party. He's going to be fucking out of his mind in a float tank bobbing for apples. Right. And the first time I heard that, joke i was at the weed lounge yes. and i was just exhaling weed yes sorry <laughs> just exhaling weed exhaling smoke and i couldn't stop laughing like if rob could tell you that story that yeah. night he could probably tell you i was laughing for like a good yeah. nine ten seconds after that yeah that's a pretty silly joke and it's so stupid he's never but the problem is is he'll meander around that joke and he'll never hit me in a thong with a bag of apples he'll say me in a bag of apples he'll say me in a thong yeah. Or he'll do a derivation, but he'll never hit those like hit those three parts of it. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's the thing. People need to, um, at some point, write out their jokes word for word. Like jo I always like when I started doing comedy, followed the George Carlin uh, method, where uh, he essentially made a script and he mm -hmm. was reciting. He'd walk a, around his house. A, a fucking uh, shit that he wrote down word for word, mm -hmm. even like the 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 uh, way he was saying it right mm -hmm. um, and uh, a lot of people don't do that a lot of people just if they write down their joke it's like a a, a set list for what they're gonna do right mm -hmm. it's just a word or two uh, keywords for that joke right mm -hmm. that's what you do when you're like putting shit together right mm -hmm. for what uh, what order and stuff right mm -hmm. but they don't write it down word for word and they don't like sit there and re reread that shit 
and uh, find out like exactly the right wording that makes the most people laugh and which tags where and everything like that. And, and that, that requires so many so much repetition that like people almost like start making fun of you for like all oh, that joke again. And it's funny because if people and that's something that I'm realizing because that's the, and that's the thing is like somebody that's always um, categorized them. There's there's a terrible distinction between talented and hard worker. And that's a lot of comedians. Where a lot of us are slackers. A lot of us are a lot of the kids that didn't know what we're gonna fucking do, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of problem with always being told you're the funny kid is mm -hmm. oh I don't really have to write jokes. I can kind of come up with a funny idea. And da da da. The real problem is great comedy has a fantastic rhythm, just like music. Mm -hmm. Like I can I can without even making um, words, I can do the rhythm of Louis C.K. or Bill Burr or John Mulaney. Like John Mulaney is ba ba da da. Da 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 da. It almost sounds like jazz, whereas Bill Burr's just like da da da. Bip da da da. You know what I mean? Like, and there's and Louis C.K. is very like. Like there's and the, the problem is, is a lot of comedians are uncomfortable with silence, but silence is where you play the rhythm. Like one of my favorite songs of all time is. Good Times, Bad Times by Led Zeppelin. That song starts with... Dan -dan. And there's silence yeah. in between. You have to play... And that's a lot of problem with comedians is they want to be punch, 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 punch. Yeah. You have to slip the jab in order to hit hard. I, I'm always annoyed by people that uh, uh, bring up comedy having like a rhythm or uh, focusing. Like uh, there's one guy that was trying to tell me that I, I need to make every end of every sentence, uh, especially punchlines, like a pop, like... To go up at the end, right? And and they're, and they're like they're trying to give me all this in, but at the same time, go up it's at just, the end, like as an inflection. Yeah, like, exactly. Out? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, because then that makes you act like you're asking a question. Right. Well, no, n not asking a question, but like almost uh, raising your voice at, the, at that point, right? Make it go up at uh, all points, not essentially high pitched, but louder in volume. You well, see that's... what I'm saying? To make it pop, and, and I'm like, and like, I don't know if that's true, but like. And, but you're, that might but be a case of somebody right saying something, wor something saying works like for me, it's going to work for you. Yeah. That's, that might be what that yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that's the problem that I have is like, you don't know what's going to work for me. Well, and it's like, a, but it's, I'm it's, almost offended you assume to think that that would work for me. You know what I'm saying? Well, and it's different too because not every punchline is a hard punchline. There's a different, there's, there's hard punchlines and there are soft punchlines. Yeah. Sometimes a little in-between sentence isn't, somebody would go, oh, you don't really need that part yeah. of the joke, but it's yeah. like... There's a really, really soft punchline in one of my favorite John Mulaney jokes, the Delta Airlines bit, where if you don't see the bit, you're not even gonna hear it. And it, he, he makes a comment, the, the, the Delta Airlines is treating him like a shit, like a piece of shit. Yeah. And then he really, really subtly just goes, after one of the sentences, that's how much they hate him. Yeah. They spit on him. And that's a soft punchline because you can miss it. It's not part of the joke, it's not integral, it doesn't add anything to it. And if you miss it, eh, but if you pay attention, oh, it's one of your favorite parts. Yeah. So, sorry, getting back to it. So I like, I love Rob. He's awesome. Well, and before, then, yeah, no, I, I do want to get back to Rob, but the, <laughs> we I really do, went off the rails. Uh, Marijuana uh, no, affects I do, the short-term memory. Yeah, no, I, I like, it. and we will get to, back to Rob because that is the whole point that I'm having here. Uh, no, I'm just playing. But I, the rhythm thing the whole is, point is, is, and then Rob comes out of the closet. The the rhythm thing is inescapable. Like, uh, 
uh, just the people that come up to me and say like, oh, you need to have a, more of a rhythm or like, look at all these other great uh, comedians. Why don't you follow they, their cadences and stuff like that? And it's just like, no, um, really, somebody says, look at another famous comedian. Yeah, well, that's Why the guy. That's what. what that's the doing? same guy that I was talking about before. Like, uh, he's like, look at all these great comedians, Louis C.K., etc., uh, etc. Et like, they all, they all, everything that they say at the end of their sen- sentence pops, and I'm like. Even if that's true, even if that or whatever rhythm argument you're coming uh, uh, with is true, it's just like, why would you assume it'll work for me? Why would you think that it'll just come naturally to me? Well, why would and why would you assume that's what you're going for? Yeah, exactly. Because like right now, I know the style, but at the same time, maybe they're completely right. Maybe they're completely right, and me being stubborn about it, be like, no, I'll find my own way. It's just me wasting several years of my life before I find out, like, oh shit, they were right. Because that's happened to me before. Well, you know, but you know, but is it, oh, like right now, and there's a di- some comedians uh, are are moving around and some are staying in one place. In the sense of, are you doing the comedy that you want to be doing on oh, yeah, on, on the same level going up? Because like right now, I'm really just trying to hit punch heavy comedy mm-hmm. that comes from a place of complete fiction. Like I wrote a joke, like stupid jokes. Like I was seeing a girl the other day, and it was really rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, things got pretty tenuous between us. I don't have a lot of money right now, and I dropped my binoculars. You know what I mean? Like something that's awesome. stupid that comes out of nowhere. Because I'd rather just that's make awesome. people laugh yeah. than have somebody, than me tell a personal story that takes too long to get to a punchline. You know yeah. what I mean? But at the same time, I am finding a way to make personal stories more punched up. I want to end with a story about uh, growing up. Uh, do you have any siblings? Are you an only child? What's, uh, what's your deal? My, oh, me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have uh, one brother. One brother? Older or younger? Uh, older. Older? Good relationship between you guys? or? Uh, it could be better. But, like, would you categorize it as, like, kind of typical brother relationship? Like, we fight about typical stuff? Yeah, or sure. Is it, yeah, so, like, I have a sister, three years older than me. Uh, uh, one would describe me growing up as having a little bit of a weight problem in the sense that I was very small. Uh, she had the problem in the opposite direction, a little bit bigger. Uh, so I, I want to write a joke that's, like, I've, I've, and it is true, physically abused by my sister for a good chunk of my life because at a certain point it was, like, an adult with a child in the room. It wasn't two children in the room, you know what I mean? If one kid's 55 pounds and one's 130, right. that kid can throw the one kid down a flight of stairs in a sleeping bag and no one's going to bat an eye, right. you know? And uh, uh, the joke is that it gets a, 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 a lot of millennials were told, you, you guys like to run away from your problems. You like to run away from your problems. And I just want to have this, like, long joke where I, I go through like this really emotional journey of like yeah I was physically abused by my sister's not a big deal and then uh it's like it is it's it it sucks to grow up and learn that it's the only problem I could have run away from she's bigger than me Sta- like my natural enemy is her her natural enemy is the stairs the enemy of my enemy is my friend I should just run up the stairs <laughs> I could have avoided but it's the only problem I could have run away from and I didn't run away from it I just took the abuse <laughs> right so I don't know uh Right now, yeah, making I'm personal tr- stories uh, funny is hard to do, for sure. Because I think a lot of it is uh, you can't step back from the situation. Like you're too emotional about what happened to make it funny or too connected to it. Well, also there there is a little bit of certain perception of like I'm what I'm a I'm a cisgendered white guy, right? I'm gonna put my hands up in the air. I'm a cisgendered white guy. Everything should have been working out great for me. It all should be like I got both. Like what's the saying? Like I've got a head of hair, both arms and legs. I should yeah. be a senator. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't want to hear. Also, people don't want to hear that I was beat up by a girl. Also, a, fa- right. a bigger girl. You know what I mean? It's percent, right. Like if somebody could shame that I was fat shaming her with the way that she, you know, could have, yeah. and also broke my bones and such. Yeah. 
But also, at the same time, my sister loved me for a good portion of my life. She saved me from drowning twice. Now, did she put me in the position where I drowned so that she could save me and look good? I don't know. I was only five that's when crazy. the first time See, it happened. Now, like, that's an awesome, <laughs> awesome shit that people would love to hear about well, the on second, stage. The first time was I was and just... And even your sister beating you up, too. Like, I don't know why, why you should. I think people would be interested to uh, listen to that. But, like, uh, the idea that she might have uh, set you up to save you from death is a pretty fucking <laughs> well no like, that's that's catchy a joke. Shit. the first time was classic you're yeah. in the shallow end and you just go eh, 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 you slip into the deep end yeah. and then you're under the water second time was actually at a water slide uh like wild water kingdom which yeah. is a, a place in the gta and the water slide had a kick at the end of it mm. and my ass went over my fucking head and i landed on my neck and the lifeguard was like a pimply faced teen like ah, what should we do and my sister was like 11 she's like you jump in and you fucking save him so my sister jumped in and she saved me. But uh, no, me and my sister just have a very tenuous relationship. Um, yeah. Because uh, I don't know. I don't even really know. Anyways, uh, one more thing about rhythm. Are you a musician? I am a musician. Uh, in the sense that I was once a musician and now I'm sad that I'm not a, a singer. Um, I did like backup vocals. My band was very Beatlesy. We had like a guitar player and a singer that did a lot of two-part harmony, and then right. I would kind of jump in for the chorus for like a three-part right. harmony kind of thing. I played bass though; that was my thing. Oh, bass and backup vocalist. Yeah, and and, and also left-handed bass player, so a little more Beatlesy than right the on. average band. And have you done like uh, a musical comedy stuff, like uh, parody songs? Stuff like that? <laughs> Uh, no, I mean when I was younger, I did like high school theater. So like I was in Guys and Guys and right. Dolls, the Eastview rendition of Guys and Dolls. Uh, Some of my good friends uh, uh, did that in comedy for a little bit. Well, well I mean, like musical com theater, comedy, they, like, wrote just songs. in general. Uh, yeah, wrote songs or, or like did covers of like Tenacious D, stuff like that. You know. I w it's weird. I wouldn't do a cover of Tenacious. I, I would. But like if you're doing it in a comedy show and you're like it's like an intermission or something. I know I mean, that kind of works, right? I know if I sat down with a guitar. I could write like a comedy song. The problem is, if I'm gonna write a comedy song, as somebody that used to play music, right. it needs to be decent enough music-wise and decent, like like the the bar is Bo Burnham for musical comedy. That's the fucking bar, whether or not anyone's gonna admit it. Who? Bo Burnham. Oh, Bo Burnham. As, I, as something I that's punchline heavy, you need something as pun, wordplay, Weird punchline heavy. Weird Al. Well, Weird Al. I'd say yes. It's in between. Actually, I'd say it's in between. Weird Al is the minimum. Bo Burnham's the maximum. I would say because uh, I would say there's a line in every other. There's a joke in every other Weird Weird Al song. I'd say there's a joke in every line of every Bo Burnham song. Fair enough. I, I've heard that name. I don't think I'm as familiar. Really? With uh, him. You would love a Bo Burnham Weird song. Al. He writes it in the perspective of God, and the first line is, "Books you think I wrote are way too thick." Right. It doesn't take a million metaphors to say you shouldn't be a dick. Like, it's a really good... I think you could do covers of uh, this guy and people would be like, oh, damn, like, they'd fucking love it. I don't know, but that's you know the I mean? thing. I Especially because, like, I don't know, I'm just coming from a person, like, I don't know any of his songs. I think a lot of people wouldn't, and they'd be like, oh, fuck, who is this? Whereas Tenacious D, I'm immediately like, oh, that's Tenacious D. No, see, I know, that's the thing. I think that if you go in a pure comedy room, I think more people would know... Bo Burnham. Oh shit. Okay, D. fair enough. Maybe I'm wrong. Because but Maybe no, I'm but that's wrong. the thing though. Tenacious D is a lot more musicianship than it is comedy. Like they have guitar solos. Bo Burnham is gonna fuck about guitar solos or, or piano right. solos. It's all it's just punch, 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 all right. punch, punch. Fuck all that. Um <laughs> uh Rob Sorry, we're so off track. No, all right. Rob Cornelius. Okay, so your best buddies starting out to do a comedy. You respect his uh his comedy approach. Yeah, and like um, uh, like I, I would do uh, the green sprouts, the room that I had. I we he would bop in and do spots and uh, but the problem is sometimes He'd bail from spots. I mean, one time he he was like, "Hey man, can I do a spot? I'm high on mushrooms." 
And I'm yeah. like, awesome. This is yeah. what I want to see. So I told, I bumped somebody else to give him a spot. And then I call him up. He's just not there. Yeah. Which I'm like, at that point though, I'm worried. I don't, I don't, yeah. and not worried because he's missing his spot. Worried that he's on mushrooms and missing. Right. That's oh. all it takes to be missing. Somebody knowing that's where you up. are and then you're not there. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. You want to you wanna make sure he's, uh, he's safe and everything. Uh, but also, like... You gotta realize, like, oh shit, this guy might not even come because he's fucking high on mushrooms. Yeah, and like, I I think what happened, the problem is uh, a lot of Rob and I's disagreements happened over Facebook, like chat and stuff, like a lot of texting stuff, where you can't uh, read tone from people. So like, uh, one thing that was really dumb was he was like, hey, and this is all, most of the interactions too come from him being proactive and me just kind of saying how I feel feel and then him getting uh upset because i the, my tone wasn't really uh like met yes. and, and that's and that's, that's yeah that's no a, that, that that's definitely right uh facebook fucks a lot of people up like um, he, he was like hey man can right. i play your guitar my guitar is a left-handed guitar he's right-handed i don't let right-handed people play my guitar you know why because 99 percent of the guitars on the fucking planet are yours when yeah. i walk into a guitar store and there's a there's a hundred guitars yeah there's maybe one or two that i can play yeah. And that's a maybe. Sometimes it's, no, we don't have left-handed guitars, right? Yeah. So just as a musician, I don't lend out gear to people. So we were supposed to go to a, a, an open mic that like played music. Yes. And he was like, let's do the Dimitri Martin thing of like playing guitar, yeah. but just like basic chords, just to kind of fit the bill of being musical. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, cool. You bring your guitar, I'll bring mine. And he goes, no, I'll just play yours. And then I had to be like, well, I'm left-handed. And then he was like, he took it as he's not a good enough musician to play a guitar upside down, like kind of Jimi Hendrix style. Yeah. And I was like, no, man, that's not how you play my guitar kind of thing you know what i mean like it's and it just comes from a thing of i'm left-handed right, right. so it's like it it's it, it'd be and i'm not saying it's the same thing but it's yeah. like if you only felt like you had this one thing that was yours yeah. you wouldn't be lending it out to other people and, and he just took it one way and i took it the other and then it was like ah fine and then one time he made a joke on facebook that was like so what do you mean okay fine you let him use it no that's the thing it, I, he got upset because he thought he perceived oh, okay. it one way he's not talented enough to use my guitar and we're not good enough friends that he, i would let him use my guitar right and so when he said okay fine he's like fine i, I won't use it yeah well no it was more like we're just not gonna go to the open mic and then we oh did. okay okay. and that okay, was okay, so like okay. that's like okay. one kind of flag where he perceived uh-huh. as I, i'm against mm. him and then there was another instance uh where he he posted a joke on facebook because he i mean he posts facebook jokes we all do uh and his joke was like i hate when uh parents are posting like monthly updates from their kids okay. like what's the difference between six months and nine months fuck off it makes you want to like punch some or i think he used the term you wanted to throw a block at like the kid or the parent and like that's a great starting place for a joke but you can't end with violence and the, and most yeah. jokes have to end with some place good Something that you can laugh at, or at least the feeling that you're right. over it, or there's a place of resolution. So, uh, and also, there's a huge difference between a well, six month old could, and a nine could, month old. I mean, if if what he's throwing is kind of funny, like I want to throw the camera at them, you know, or something like that. But it needs, but that's that's like a place that starts. There needs to right. be tags from well, there. Well, he's, he's complaining about them taking uh, uh, pictures and uh, updates and stuff between six months and nine months. Right on Facebook, look at look at all these pictures. Yeah. I want to throw the camera at them. You know what I mean? But he needs to under he needs to uh, address where his anger comes from because where it comes from is Rob doesn't understand. Oh yeah, There's no, a, that would be it's a huge difference be, between a six month and a nine. That month. would add to the joke for sure. Yeah, yeah six like, months aren't like almost standing up, whereas yeah. a nine month is is like kind of getting its bearings. And that's what he doesn't understand. So I don't I, even understand that. So that's why I get his joke. 
Oh, so like, so like, it's just like, yeah. So what's like, the difference between those three months? So like, I'm sure a, a lot, but so like, like for me, uh, I, I imagine it's stages nothing. of like being a kid. At a certain point, there's a certain point in Mewtwo where like you have to support a kid's neck. It can't support its own neck. Yes. So like three months and six months as a kid can support its own. Is neck that a difference? Like that. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't know like for sure. I'm just like throwing that as an example. Oh, as an example. That's why like yeah. kids that are born with like a myostatin deficiency yeah. that develop muscles extremely quickly, to have a two-year-old that can do a pull-up. Is okay, like, so what'd you post what on, on this? Uh, so no, no. So I didn't post. So like Rob just took heat on Facebook for that. People okay. were like, uh, like, because anybody, really? anybody who has a kid though is gonna take that as like Rob saw my timeline. It's directed at me, kind of. Oh, thing. okay. He so he kind of, he kind of, he chummed the water. How much? And Rob, how many people you think? How many couples or? Uh, I don't. Know, it probably was ridiculous. Probably probably got like thirteen comments, and oh, okay, and okay, and Rob okay. was probably that probably came from a place of frustration where comedy does come from. Right. And I remember I was just at his place That's and funny. I. I just said something like, hey man, if I was writing that joke or if that joke had been like pitched in a room, yes. what I would say is what I want to see at the bottom of every interval of photos mm -hmm. is vaccination updates. I want to know from now, well, a year from now, that that kid's going to be okay. I want to be invested in this kid just as much yeah. as you are so that a year from now yeah. when you're sharing a photos from a year ago, it doesn't say rest in peace, Jeremy. We did everything we could kind of thing. Like, I wanted to turn it into, like, a vaccination joke. Like, the reason why you should be paying attention to interval month in a, in a child's... Yeah. You should be paying to interval months in a child's development because a, the parent could not vaccinate and it could be over in a second. I like to thing. see parents make Patreons for their babies. And uh, they oh, can have, like, be funny. monthly updates. And then with the Patreon... Oh, in, in the description, it's a link. And then you could pay, like, five bucks uh, a month to, like, help this baby get, like... Uh, those nutritious fucking slop that they eat. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say that, like, it's it's a Patreon to make the parents uh, financially motivated to, like, keep track of their kid. Yes. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm of the Starship Troopers theory. I think you should have to earn the right to have a child. No, I was kidding. Right? Like, how would, that, how would that work? Would there be, like, a little uh, mechanical switch? Oh, no. Like, do you know what I'm talking about in the movie Starship Troopers? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so like in, our, in Starship Troopers, right. but oh, that's the thing though. In Starship Troopers, I don't know if they like but how kill you your that? kid if you. That's the thing. I don't know how you stop kid people from getting pregnant. I just know that. Well, like, I guess the idea would be injections, right? There's some chemical blocker, and then there's like an antidote to, to like maybe give forced you. birth control. I think yeah, like like every baby's given this like forced sterilization thing, yeah, or probably. something. And then once you get your license to breathe, then they like uh, uh, they give you the antidote for it, and then you could do whatever you want. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, there's a movie that came out in 1997 called Starship Troopers. Yes, I, I forget how it actually worked, but um, I, I watched the movie. In the advanced yeah. future, uh, it's beautiful. There are no white uh, uh, people. Everyone's a beautiful mocha Latino. People live in Argentina. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The other is sexy as Denise Richards and Casper Van Dien. <laughs> it's wonderful. But basically, in order to own, I believe it's to own property. And to have children, and I think there, I think it's to get like a loan, like in order to fuck with money on a bigger scale, you have to get what is called citizenship. In order to get citizenship, you have to serve in the army. It's almost like South Korea in the military, that has yeah. mandatory military service. If not, you want to not serve in the military, you can be a fucking bum on the street and do whatever you want. But it's pretty much like you want to have a better life, you got to serve. And then eventually they fight giant bugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's it, what we're it, was, it was probably a false flag, too. That's even in that first movie, they hinted that. Uh, that the uh, bugs had nothing. No that the nugs. bugs didn't attack first. That the bugs didn't attack first. They, the, the, the rocks were essentially uh, pushed in that. Uh, really. Direction. 
Uh, yeah, by like... Why, is that like Starship 3 uh, lore or canon? No, even in the first one they sort of hinted at it, but uh, yeah, I really? think, I think I in the in the following uh, episode... You're telling me Doogie Howser would lie to me? I, I guess. Sorry, uh, you don't know that reference either? No, no, you Okay, know. so uh, Neil, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, the yeah. telepath from that movie. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's him? afraid! Oh, that's, uh, I guess but right. his claim to fame, and you'll love this, he played a 12-year-old who was in his second year of residency at a hospital. Right. And, like, the whole thing is every single time he'd be like, you have liver cancer. And so he'd be like, you're fucking 12. Like, that was the, the crux right. of every episode was people addressing the fact that you look like a child. <laughs> and it was called Doogie Hauser. They couldn't just call him, like, Doug. Like, let's yeah. give him a little more credibility. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Damn, I'm very no, reference-heavy. Starship Troopers are great, great fucking movie to reference. Also, the, the CG, I like, you know, Psycorp? Uh, Cycorp in um, fucking uh, Starship Troopers. Is that the name of the main company, Cycorp? No, Cycorp is the uh, uh, psychic warfare like just uh, psychic warfare uh, division. Division, right? Okay, and yeah. that's who uh, fucking Doogie Hauser or whatever his fucking MPH, name is. Yeah. Uh, is he was an officer for the for Cycorp, okay. and in it. Um, they they use like psychic powers and shit like that too, like to do their work. But they're kind of like the 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 deep state shadowy cabal that's sort of trying to get control of everything, right? And that that's the same storyline, sort of with uh, um, well, definitely with Babylon Five. Have you uh, I don't know anything about Babylon have, Five it's, or it's, it's Battlestar Galactica. Is also identical. No, I'm 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 what what you would call a fair weather sci-fi fan. So like I I fuck with um and Star, Star, Wars Star Trek to some and, like, extent that's also. It. And that's the thing. Uh, Discovery, have you watched the new uh, ser uh ep or uh, series of uh, Star Trek? No, and that's the thing. I really want to. That one's really with, good. I really want to start with Next Gen because uh, they have like some department called Control that sort of has to do with like psychological warfare and and, and that kind of shit as what was well. The, what's the year start? And, and they're all, 26, all all the themes are the same thing. This this shadowy organization that has to do with the occult to some degree is uh trying to get complete control of all of uh the militaries and world governments in their own like shady way, right? And uh Starship Troopers the same way. In that? Star Trek though, what year is that? 26, 20 Eight, thirty-two. Star, Wait, Star, Starship? Star, Star Trek. Star Trek? The Trek. Because Starship, I believe Starship Troopers is the year 2400, which we're not going to get to. The fucking planet's going to be pfft, like it's 21400? A no, like 2400 is 2400. Starship Troopers, I believe. Oh, shit. Really? And yeah, Damn. I thought so. Okay. Because they're already, they are living on other planets. Know and that's that. why it's such a big deal that they I thought it was Earth. more recent. It seemed more recent, but... Um, with uh wait with Starship Troopers Troopers you're asking or what no before? Star Trek Star Trek when they're trekking amongst the stars what year is that uh well I would imagine my guess before I even look it up uh like uh twenty one hundreds that's always it nah, seems it's, it's, no a, a lot of these sci-fi even sci-fi video games a lot of it is like twenty one hundred no so. I was sure that Star at least Star Trek Next Gen I believe was one of the only shows smart enough to be like listen this isn't like the Jetsons is supposed to happen in the year two thousand. That's how cocky they were in the 70s. They were like, we're going to have these giant towns, like hundreds, of, we're going to so, have robots named Rosie that suck my cock. So it, it says uh, 20, uh, 2259, 2263, so that's that's around where Star Trek But is that the original Star Trek or Star Trek Next Gen or Star Trek Discovery? Because these are some of them are in completely different time periods. So, so the original? Okay, stop. We need to be very specific, and there's so many nerds out there that'll rip our asshole. In okay, half okay, you know, like, you're right. They were talking about Next Gen! 
so the next generation frequently abbreviated as TNG takes place about a century after the original series which the original series was 2364 to 2370 2364 so yeah 2300 so then uh, timeline of Star Trek so 2400 so I'm mixing shit up so I'm Starship Troopers is probably 2100 and then look up Starship Troopers we're probably getting them flipped uh, so twenty one hundred. Uh, so twenty one fifty one is like Enterprise, up to twenty one fifty five, uh, and then. And see yeah. another thing, I fucking hate Star Trek it's to a certain degree because my name's shit. Scott growing up. So you know how many times I've heard "beam me up, Scotty," and then I've heard real St- Star Trek fans be like, uh, you know, they never actually said uh, "beam me up, Scotty." They may have said "Scotty, beam me up" or some derivation of that, but they never actually said that. Uh, yeah, well, fuck it. It's it's always like some way far in the future. I do want to look up, and again, fucking high. We're all fucking high and doing this. And you know up. what? Starship. This, this whole podcast is a Candyland conversation that has run through so many topics. Yes. So far away no, from the original one. Now. Yeah, and you know what? So I think it's it's better that we just fuck with this because, uh, <laughs> like, well, I no, talk so- I talk about Epstein so much and all those other stories. So. What year is But no, so, like, I feel bad. We should probably get back to Rob eventually. <laughs> no. He's probably listening to this, like, on the edge of his seat, like, when are they going to get back to me? Or he doesn't even care, which is fine. Um, I like know, to think of Actually, I'll just end it at what happened at the end. Basically, um, uh, what happened was I was supposed to promote Rob's show. Rob wanted to do this EP. Uh, Rob was in a car accident, which he happened in Montreal, which, fun fact, I had... Going to Montreal was us originally supposed to be going, me and him going to New York City, uh, which fell apart uh, for many reasons. Fun fact, when I suggested we go to Montreal, he kind of chewed me out for that, which was funny because he ended up going to Montreal, uh, which is, again, funny. Uh, But uh, what happened was he was like, you want to do this EP? Uh, I could kind of tell at that point that Rob was kind of going through like some manic episodes. So, and I don't want to be mean about it, but I thought the EP was going to be like a manic episode. Like, I have this idea, I'm going to do an EP, da da da. And then like, five yeah. days later, he's going to be like, "Man, I can't really do that. That's a lot of money." Da da da. I thought it was going to kind of peter out. Yeah. And in between me kind of waiting for it to see if it was going to peter out or if he was going to stick to it, he was like, "I don't want to be friends with you." Right. that's what kind of happened and I was just worried because he was talking about spending like 20 like Rob's really good guy but he was talking about f- filming with, oh, first of all it didn't make a lot of sense I'm a musician an EP you do an EP as like a teaser for an LP yeah. but most comedy albums are 30 minutes so it just didn't there was like it, he, I was like why it didn't make any sense to do a music thing for a comedy album a comedy album is 30 minutes I don't know it, it seemed weird right. um, and also like it seemed just like Hey man, you just crashed your car and you're gonna spend twenty two hundred dollars. Like you could spend twenty two hundred dollars on uh, getting another car. Right. So that's what I thought was gonna happen. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, because like he and also he was gonna give me like a lot of money to host. And I even told him like, Hey man, take the two hundred or I think he was gonna be two hundred dollars. Yeah, t- t- I even told yeah. him I was like, Take two hundred dollars you're gonna give me yeah. and put it towards album art. Or and you know, actually no. One thing that my band did was mm-hmm. my band would buy a thousand CDs, and we found out that you can buy a thousand CDs for two hundred dollars. So we could, you can give away a certain amount of your CDs for free and only charge for a certain amount. So what my band would do is, if you buy our first album, our second album comes for free, and then sometimes if you buy our second album, the first one comes for free, and you can do that. And like, if you go on tour as a band, you should just be giving your music away for free. You should yeah. not expect people to pay for it. You really should. Um, so. I was like, hey, Rob, like, the money that you're going to give me, like, why don't you use it? And he was like, no, I want to be professional. Like, give the money, give the money. And so I was like, ah, I don't know if Rob's actually going to 
should do this kind of thing. And then yeah. he just blew up at me one day and was like, you've been against me this whole time. And every single time I've just kind of offered criticism, he brought up those times and was like, you you never are on my side kind of thing. And, and when he accused Will Nash of stealing money from him on Facebook, he basically said that like a friend has to support somebody well, Will, no Will matter Nash, what. Will Nash was at the show Friday, actually. and he No, uh, yeah, they've made up, hosted, which is why yeah. I want to give Rob another shot. Yeah, like I figure his, I'd, I'd say that because uh, I saw that guy recently in... No, which is funny. I got blood between them. I got more. I got like in trouble for defending Will Nash. Like I got like he got like more mad at me for defending Will than like he was mad at yeah. Will kind of thing. Yeah. But it was like, it was only well because maybe he he was having a manic episode with starting this whole show uh, EP and everything like that, right? But he was also serious about it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. I mean, he was very serious. So about now it, he's but, not like, he's not having a manic episode anymore, but. He's like uh, still serious about doing comedy and uh, you no, know and following up on that. EP and, and also, five days before he said he was gonna make an LP one it, day. Maybe. It was like a week or two before he said he was gonna do the EP. He said he was gonna quit comedy or mm -hmm. at least take a break. Mm -hmm. And after he had kind of flipped out on a lot of people, his attitude at the time, he was saying people want me to quit. People want more stage time. Yeah, for other people. you always feel that, but the same and time, then, nobody's thinking about you. And then when he quit. He, or at least he said he was going to quit, at least the general consensus amongst people were, yeah. good, he needs to kind of take a break, not take comedy so personally, learn to enjoy it again. Mm -hmm. And then he jumped in like a day and was like, I'm fucking back in. And then people were immediately like, oh no, it's back on again. Like it's, we were really relieved. Like he's going to take some self-reflection. And then all of a sudden he's like back on the pony. And that's again, another reason why I was like, oh, he might. That's fair. You know what? Comedy, if you want to get good at it, you got to keep uh, doing it, even if you're not feeling good, you know? It's like anything. You, if you're sick, you still got to do... Yeah, I know. It's what just, you love, what you have to do, or whatever. No, I know, but it's just... I just don't like... The problem is Rob, some, Rob just gets upset that... You, the, the general consensus of what I thought Rob was mad at was he felt that he wasn't being respected enough in the community. Um, and, but, and just... And just kept on kind of laugh like kind of relying like i have i get laughs i get jokes and and but but like lashing out at people instead of saying i don't know at a certain point when you're having when you're having a fight with somebody you always need to say maybe there's something that i'm doing yeah and the problem was rob was projecting a lot like a lot of the thing like he and like i mean he came up to me one time and flat out said you're, the reason why you're not good at comedy is because you don't like you you you're good to a certain point and then you you think you don't need to work harder and it, like I've heard too many comments from Rob that sound like you sound like you want to say that to you, yeah, yourself kind of thing. But you're yeah. but you're saying it to me. So like, and I want to be Rob's friend again, but he blocked me on Instagram and Facebook, which I don't think he still knows. Um, and then he wrote me a note, and what happened was I was at an open mic, and he left the note with my friend, and then he walked out during my set. So that's like a mixed message because if you, I mean, if you really wanted to make it up to me, watch my set. Yeah. That would be nice, wouldn't it? And then, yeah. but the, and also the note wasn't an apology or any type of acknowledgement. Like, like he pretty much said, "I freaked out," but it wasn't anything. Like, I mean, he he said some really mean stuff to me. I mean, he's literally yeah. No, you told me about some of the mean stuff. Yeah, he said. like um, I know I talk a lot. It's gonna come yeah. off on this podcast. I talk a lot, and that's yeah, that's okay. from my own. Um, I'm 
starting to realize that I almost have a type of like an agoraphobia. I don't like leaving my house. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. a deep-seated part of my depression. And uh, I don't talk to a lot of people. And when mm -hmm. I do come into contact with people, I fucking have uh, mouth diarrhea. It just happens. Yeah. No, and, I'm, I'm uh, very much similar to that for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think you said anything bad so far. You just said uh, your uh, opinion and... And, you know, yeah, but just he, your he wrote, perspective and he, your he wrote view me a of, note of that happened, had a squirrel so doodled on it, and then yeah. he made a joke about sucking my dick on the note, and I just don't know where that, like, I, I need some type of like, yeah, and like also when he was kind of bitching me out over Facebook, like he literally said Scott has mental health issues, you can't really trust him, or he said something to the illusion of I'm, I'm, he's he's crazy. Ooh, oh, uh, shit. oh man. That was the, a thunderstorm. The episode might cut off short if that was the power a thunderstorm for the listeners. Yeah, the that was a boom if the power goes out, uh, this might just end abruptly. But we're pretty much done now. Like yeah. we got through most of the episode. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, I mean you pretty much uh, you know told the entire story. Uh, you could go on and on. I'm sure about all these. Uh, terrible names he called you and experience. No, it wasn't sure. like he went uh, off and called me terrible names. Yeah, no, but I mean, he... I'm sure there's more, more like examples. I mean, you go like, ah, I might as well not even like have any interaction. I, I've had people like that in uh, Toronto, uh, where you know I thought we we were friends and everything like that, and then like there's just all these negative experiences build up where eventually like I gotta cut contact with this guy. Like he's making my uh, life miserable and shit, and like uh, it's well, time to move on. Um, I I don't get. Uh, this feeling from him as I do with those other people. I think Rob is genuinely a kind person. Uh, you guys are probably like spent like way too much time together uh, in general and just got each other crazy. But we haven't though. That's the thing. Every you time, know, every like, time I see him, we kind of give each other finger guns. And every time there's an yeah. opportunity, and, that, and that's the thing is I'm not. I'm of the. I grew up in a real tumultuous house where people would be shouting at each other, yeah. like vain, throbbing, white knuckling, and then th uh -huh. three seconds later, someone's like, "Pass the potatoes." Right. That's just the way both my parents drink. It's just the and both of them smoked at, when I was growing up, so yes. it, it's just a real high blood pressure house. Yes. Um, I don't approach somebody if they have to so, resolute but, oh, somebody so then, with me because it's not if they have. Would a, you say you're willing to? Um, Make amends with him and like uh, find out a way to bridge this Yeah, this gap. I've always been willing to, but it's yeah. That's the thing is he's got to apologize. I, I, that's I'm just and it's yeah. not like I need him on bended knee. It's just I need him to be like, hey man. Yeah. I, so like I private, need... privately, like seeing you and saying something. Yeah. Here, right. Not like a, this any public display or anything like that, but like, or like leaving a, a, a note with your friends or something, but uh, to like talk to you privately and be like hey this is how i feel this is and then find some common ground that way yeah yeah because like and also to a certain point like i mean he had a, he has a show he does a thing that at his house where he invites comedian over i mean he's had two of those he hasn't invited me to both of them yeah. so if there was a way that he could have made it up to me that would have been a way of like yeah. come to the and i think actually sorry i think he might have invited me to the first one rob if you're listening uh give uh give scott my spot i won't have anything uh new to say anyways if you give me that third fucking spot at your show um Anyways. No, and I just feel bad. It's like me and Rob are in like the same depression boat. I just feel yeah. like he's he is at the top of the sails, yeah. hitting all the shitty weather, and the seagulls are hitting him, mm -hmm. and he's looking so far into the future, he's mm -hmm. not really focused on how bad the weather is. And the problem is, I'm trying to look at a fucking map. I'll, I'll agree with you there. De you know definitely. I mean? Whenever um, we hung out, uh, the three of us, right, on occasion, right, um, like, 
when uh, that you one time. a tiki? Was it tiki lounge? Uh, Hawaii bar. Hawaii bar. Yeah, yeah that's pretty close. That yeah. was one of the strongest mixed drinks I've ever had because it was a guy from an island who's used to getting people fucked up in the sun and what, leaving Gus? them to be dehydrated to Gus? die. Yeah, dude. Is that what he's doing? I get. He, I, Interesting. He fucking. I just asked for like a lot. Of but I, like coke. I said, like like I want to say, you two seem like <laughs> two pe- peas in a pod. So the fact that you guys are like having uh marital tro- troubles it, it like upsets me because it's just like fuck like i thought you guys were like best friends you know and uh it's just it, if anything it just ma- makes me shocked is all it's just some like fuck well what what side of rob am i not seeing what side of you maybe am i not seeing um because i think you've been totally genuine with your well i think there are two types of you're, you're a delicate flower and rob doesn't understand this well no and that's the thing is i'm two different people <laughs> I, yeah. I really am, and it's fucked up. I am the person that just, like, sits in my room and has this real, cool. like, fuck-the-world mentality, and then there's the opposition of that person who hates that guy that, like... Uh, it, it's perfectly described. There's a show called Misfits where characters have superpowers, and there's a character... And, but they're all indicative of their superpower. Like, yeah. there's... You really want to know if people are lying or not. I know that's an indicative character trait or you. You really yeah. want people to be honest with you. So if you had superpowers yeah. in this universe you'd be able to read people's minds. That's oh, just the buddy. way that it kind of works. Yes, telepathy so, for sure. So there's one character, Dimitri, or, or even, Professor Xavier or even more so, you'd be able to, no, actually more so, you'd be able to incept people. Because you're somebody that likes to like use language to like make people realize things. Like, bro, didn't you realize that like that guy's a lizard person? You know what I mean? That's your kind of vibe. So you'd probably want to ins- be able to implant things in people's minds. But there's one character named Rudy. He's bipolar. So what happens is when something really bad happens in his life, his depressive self literally jumps out beside him and his depressive self is, you know, head down. We shouldn't be doing that. And then his other side is his manic side. That's just like, we're going to go in that room and we're going to fuck that girl. Like that's just, and the problem is I don't know if I'm going to be at any given moment. And there's two types of depressive people. There's somebody who goes, it's everyone around me that's shitting on me. I just need to get away from this. And there's the other type of depressive that's, that reflects that shit inward right. and it's it's all my fault and i think rob went through a period of everyone's against me yeah and i'm more of a it's like if i'm not getting shows if i don't feel like i'm getting somewhere in comedy it's because i'm not working hard enough and it's yeah. because i've never worked hard enough at anything and i've never cared about anything more than comedy and i actually get depressed when i feel like i'm not trying enough right like i the, there are days where i feel like i don't even deserve comedy it's a sweet sweet drug dimitri yeah and I, I don't know about you, man. There are some days where I'm like, I did so bad last night. Maybe I should. No, I don't think about quitting, but I think about I don't even deserve going on stage to try to improve. I deserve like a timeout. I deserve a one week timeout kind of thing. Well, living so close to Toronto, it's pretty uh, easy for me to find another spot to get on eventually. So I just think forward to the next, um, you know, opportunity I'm going to have to perform. It, it, but doing poorly on stage it's so far and few between for me you know it's just like most of the time it's just a breeze um i'm just i'm pulling your leg well <laughs> no and that's the thing i don't know about you but uh you know i like to think so like i i've slowly stopped doing shows where i know it's going to be terrible and uh um, I, I can tell that you're yeah, a comedian okay. who's like i you have learned to read the room amazingly like you know exactly by who's gonna be, who's on the bill, what the show is called, and where it is in town. If your comedy's gonna do Dude, well, I've had I've done <laughs> Rochester three times, three different rooms. <coughs> I think Rochester twice, Buffalo twice. But anyways, um, 
fucking every time I did Rochester has been terrible and you could tell as soon as you walk in the first time there's like a chick with neon red hair right uh, so what you would call somewhat an alternative yeah uh, fe- feminist type of thing and then like there was a tranny as well and then you're like oh fuck yeah, I think if you call them a so, tranny they're gonna have a problem with bad, the uh, that's, that's, my, that's my Mark Norman borderline uh, autistic um, soy boy with glasses this big nerd and then another like autistic chick and I'm like this is gonna be so fucking brutal. And it was, it was. But I mean, I made them laugh the first half round. Then I started laying them into them with like uh, some uh, controversial opinions, and they were like, "Oh, okay." No, and that's the funny because I have one joke um, that's very, again, very ABC. The the joke is, yeah. I, I'm depressed. So when I want to like, yeah. fe- when I want to feel bad about being depressed, mm. I watch the um, Special Olympics. Because these are people that have they they have all the excuses, yeah. right? And they're 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 never gonna you know oh I can't I can't go to the gym, but like have you seen some like a special I've seen what is it, special Olympic um, uh, competitors that have like the exact same time as like regular Olympic athletes, right? You know what I mean? Like just because you have one arm and you do the javelin, that doesn't fucking mean shit. You right. need you only need one arm to do javelin. You know what I mean? So uh, the joke is um, I'm watching this and I'm just like feeling really bad about myself because these people are. They have every excuse, but they're, you know what I mean? Like, I could be out there doing push-ups, and uh, I'm in here. And mm-hmm. then I watch a guy with no arms compete in archery, yeah. and I'm like, hold, like I'm just, like, blown away. Like With their could, toes and stuff? He did it with his fucking foot. It was yeah. unbelievable, and he gets a bullseye. And so, like, yeah. the, the joke is, like, I have an emotional breakthrough with him because I'm like, he has no excuses. I should have no excuses. Good for him. Like, he probably has so many interactions in a day that make him want to just give up, right? Right. And then what happens is when the guy goes to give him the medal, he goes to fucking shake his hand. Yeah. And then so, like, my punchline is, like, even if I'm the biggest piece of shit, I'm not winning the gold medal for being a piece of shit. It's the guy who tried to shake the guy's hand. You only have to remember one thing at the Special Olympics. I can't shake this guy's hand. So I guess what you're trying to say is that Rob Cornelius could be a great comedian despite him having mental uh, No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there was a... That's sort of what I'm getting that, from the, no, the story. I have that joke, and there was a show one time with Jameson O'Donnell. Yeah. Jameson O'Donnell's a comedian oh, yes. who he, has one hand, yeah, one arm. And uh, uh, another comedian was like, you can't tell that joke. And mm. I was like, yeah, you're right. And then after the fact, I told him that I had that joke, and he was like, you should have yeah. fucking told that joke. Yeah. And then there's another uh, comedian named Courtney Gilmore same thing happened where I was on the show. Somebody told yes. me explicitly, don't tell that joke. And I'm like, first of all, in that joke, they're the fucking hero. I'm always the idiot. The referee's the even bigger piece of shit. Yeah. And I've o- I always approached the person after the fact and was like, yeah. with this joke. And they gave me fucking tags for the joke. Yeah. They thought it was great. Like, they, yeah. they even said, like, you should never think the joke's going to offend the, like if you believe in the joke, then you're always, you should always tell it. Kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like if, if the second you think, you know what, I shouldn't tell the joke. There's more hate in well, the joke than funny. That's a beautiful place to end this episode. Thank you so much for coming out, Scott Walker. Yeah, man, um, uh, hopefully, uh, more good than bad comes from uh, this appearance, and we're all gonna move forwards towards a golden age free of pedophilic vampiric elite. Uh, ruling the planet. I mean, Thank fingers, you, everybody. Fingers crossed. Yes, fingers crossed. We have everybody. fingers in the future. Um, well, soon they're going to be replaced with dildos. No, to... we're going to have three fingers like the Ninja Turtles. No, they. The thing that what's the, they're going to do is if you can't pay your taxes, you got to fuck yourself in the ass with implanted dildos, dildo arms. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Uh, b- peace out. <laughs>